Halleluja. Öfflappar hans så det var så We are clapping for Jesus, make it bigger, back up. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. God is a good God. And He has given us the privilege of today. Like us as we are seated to bow our heads and ask the Lord to speak to us. In a way like he has never done before. It's another good Friday. Something good must happen in our lives. Lord, speak to me like you have never done before. Open my eyes to behold wondrous things out of thy word. What I know not, teach me today. Appear to me by your word. Are you praying to him? Lord, send a word again. The Lord sent a word to Jacob. The whole of Israel has not recovered from it. Lord, send me a word again. Appear to me in this service. Give me an encounter I will never recover from the remaining days of my life. Are you praying? Lord Jesus, appear to me by your word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. It is Good Friday. We just want to share a little bit about the blessedness of the transition of Christ. What is it about Good Friday? Amen? Praise the Lord. Maybe you'd like to congratulate your neighbor and say happy Good Friday. Why not? With a smile. <laughs> Amen? Praise God. John chapter 19, verse 30. Very quickly, as we start, I'd like to pray a few prayers as instructed by the Lord with us. John chapter 19, thank you, sir. Verse 30. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And bowed his head. And gave up the ghost. That's Jesus on the cross, by the way. Verse 31, the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day. For that Sabbath day was an high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and break his legs of the first and of other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, so indeed he died already. Amen. <laughs> they break not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water. So his blood and water touched the ground. Hello? Hallelujah. <laughs> the life of the flesh is in the blood. Whatever that blood carries on a pattern day like this, touch the ground. I pray for you. 
whatever is in that life that that blood carries, the precious blood of Jesus, whatever is in it for you, receive it today. Let me hear it loud, amen. The water came out. That means whatever dryness you brought today, you are not permitted to cross this gate with it in the name of Jesus. So his blood came out and water came out. Listen to this. Verse 35. And he that saw it bore record, and his record is true. And he knoweth that he said true that ye might believe. For these things were done, that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again another scripture says, They shall look on him whom they pierced. Jesus said before he gave up the ghost, It is finished. I like to declare to you that your struggles are finished. Your secret tears are finished. Can I hear a loud amen? No, there are some of us, the things that we weep over cannot be shared with anyone. We cry over it every day in the corner of our rooms. In the morning, weeping. In the night, crying. But Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished today. You never weep or cry over that misfortune again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. The water that came out of his body is supposed to dry up every dryness in your life. I pray again, whatever dry season you are going through, <laughs> without anything was made without Christ. There was nothing that was made that was not made with Christ. Whatever came out of him physically has the power to create. Amen? Therefore, I pray for you today. Whatever dry season you are going through is turned to fruitfulness. It's turned to fruitfulness. It's turned to fruitfulness. It's turned to fruitfulness. It's turned to fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus. I said to the intercession team that the cross is not the symbol of Christianity. I say it with every confidence. Jesus is the symbol of Christianity. Amen. He's always looking at me. <laughs> the thief that died and went to hell was crucified on the cross. Am I correct? <laughs> and I said to them, the only reason why we use the cross as Christians is so that it distinguishes us, our gathering, from that of the Hindus and every other religion. So they know that the people gathering here are Christians. So we put the cross there because Jesus is no longer on the cross. He has risen. He's alive. Amen. Amen. Whatever has died in your life, in this season of resurrection, is coming back to life. It's coming back to life. Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus carried that cross, and the Bible says that 
cost is he that hangeth on a cross. So everything, every cost has been nailed there. And Jesus came down from that place and rose up from there. Amen? Then we have life and not death. We have life. The Bible says we have crossed from death to life. I'd like you to put your hands together for the Lord. Praise the Lord. The summary of the crucifixion of Christ and his death is about the love of God. Amen? No, traditionally we talk about the seven words that Jesus spoke on the cross on a day like this. Bless God. I like to talk about the love of God shown to man on a day like this. Praise the Lord. For God so loved the world and Jesus had to come and die. What a love. A love that cost a life. I hope you will embrace it. I pray that the reality of that love will come alive in our hearts today. This kind of love that demands the life of a man. Praise the Lord. Says scarcely will any man die for his friend. For Jesus died for you and me. We owe the death he paid it. How? With his life. So that he can bring many souls into glory. You will enter that glory. First John chapter 3 verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Grace to so do, receive it today. John chapter 3 verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So there is a target. Everything that God does has a purpose. Every move that God makes has a particular target. Every time God moves a man from a place, he has something that he wants to achieve. Every time God opens a door, he is targeting something. Praise the Lord. Every time God saves a man, he is targeting another man. Every time God heals the sick, he has something at the back of his mind. Every time God gives you a miracle child, there is something at the back of his heart. Amen? 
whatever target God has for you, I pray today, it shall come to pass. Amen. Believe it shall be loudest. Amen. amen. Let me hear the loudest. Amen. amen. So Jesus came not to condemn sinners. Amen. I believe that we need to stop condemning them and to start appreciating them. Because we once were sinners, condemned to die. And Jesus had compassion on them. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 38. As sheep without shepherd. And then he prayed. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers to the field. It always comes from a heart of compassion. For God so long he gave. Amen? So what do you and me so long and what are we giving? It's still our year of harvest. How many are we praying for? Jesus paid the price for you, for me, and for the sinner out there. What is your role in bringing them in? Are you responding to that law? Hello? Praise the Lord. Because quite a number of us like to come to church and say, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. If you don't give me, I will come next Friday. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And truly, some are no longer coming for your information. Because God didn't give them. They think He didn't give them. But the Bible says, if He withhold not Jesus from us, how much more will He freely give us all things? He didn't withhold Jesus. That means He has given Jesus. He has given all he needs to give. Nothing else to give again. If only you can maximize what he has done. What am I going to do with this death and resurrection of Christ? That should be a question which we ask me every day. Praise the Lord. A reflection today. Not to condemn, but... To pray, Jesus, the same grace that saved me, let you save them. Why will you behave like that? They don't have understanding, that's why. Amen? You see, I'm not bothered about how, what you think about me now, you see. Because it will always be limited to your understanding. Amen? Praise the Lord. <laughs> David said, give me understanding and I shall live. It's all about our understanding of what God is attempting to do with us, through us, for us, in sending Jesus to the world. Amen? Praise the Lord. So there was an assembly in heaven and then God said, with Jesus and then the Holy Ghost, the Godhead sat and decided, okay, Jesus, you need to go there now and the plan is for you to die and then through that we will save many. 
I guess Jesus said, why me? Why not the Holy Spirit? <laughs> no, no, no. When you come back, the Holy Spirit will now go. Plan. Arrange. Agree. Seal. And he came. Praise the Lord. Amen. He came and did the job. And then he left. And handed over to the Holy Ghost. So that the Holy Ghost can empower us to do the same. Amen. We shall not disappoint him. We shall not disappoint him. In the name of Jesus. So let's stop condemning. Let's start showing love. Verse 19. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So we sit down and we understand that the reason why men behave the way they behave is because of their understanding. So that helps our focus. That drives our thinking. So what do I do now to maximize this opportunity? And that's why Jesus said, if they slap you from the left, position the right for another slap. <laughs> Amen? You know, by the time somebody slaps you like this, and 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 you are just looking at the person, he will begin to look at you through that. I think this mind is up to something. I better be careful. Praise the Lord. You slap somebody like this. Then you do like this, you slap him again. Then he does like this, you slap him. Then you keep slapping him. And he's looking at you. After a while, you will pause. And something is wrong with this man. How can I be slapping him and he's not doing anything? And after a while, he will take notice. He will take notice. Great to live like this. Receive it today. People will hold all manner. Disrespect you. Amen? Doesn't matter. It's their level of understanding. Unbelievers will harass you and me. Doesn't matter. It's their level of understanding. They will threaten us as if to kill us. Doesn't matter. It's their level of understanding. Jesus had compassion. I pray today that this heart of compassion will enter our hearts. Amen. That we will sit somewhere and pray for the souls that are going to hell every day. And forget about this job and that house and that we are not going to go to heaven with anyway. And pray for destiny. Lord, this man must not go to hell. It doesn't matter what he did. He must not go to hell. Amen? Amen. And you know, Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things that the Gentiles are dying and killing themselves over shall become cheap additions. I believe that we need today a fresh reorientation about what Jesus has done for us. Amen? I am going through a fresh orientation. May God give you that understanding. Verse 21. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, 
that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Amen? The good news is not about condemnation, but about love. Unconditional love. However, to appropriate it, you and I must respond. I wrote here, you and I must respond. John chapter 15 verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. So, the greatest expression that God gave to this law is to give Jesus. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They slapped it. In fact, for your information, when Pilate asked, Who do you want me to release? The people shouted, Barabbas, beat him. Men love darkness more than light. Why? That's their understanding. What's our understanding? <laughs> Who do you want me to release? Barabbas, the mother. What about Jesus? Crucify him. Why? He said he will pull down the temple and rebuild it in three days. If you are not a dummy, and somebody said I will build, pull this down, this building, in three days I will rebuild it, will you believe? No, you will not believe. Now, to now say you want to crucify and kill somebody because he said that. I am still thinking in my mind, these people are not normal. <laughs> Praise God. But men love darkness more than light. So, let's settle down and understand the assignment that God has given to us. Amen? <laughs> Scarcely will a man die a man die for another one. He won't die for you. He doesn't have that kind of understanding. Say, why is this man behaving like this? Understanding. Amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you, brother Rebecca. I'm wondering why you are not hearing if you are not hearing me. Okay. So what has God wrought? Very quickly, what did God wrought? So that you can change your mind. I have within the next 10 or 15 minutes, I should be done. What has God wrought? Amen. Let's focus a little bit. Everything that God does has a purpose. So God could have brought salvation through any other means. He decided that it was through this one. So why? What? How? It helps you as a Christian. It helps me. Praise the Lord. Number one, the redemption story. I looked for the first time this time around. What does redemption really mean? Amen? I found out that it meant to ransom, to rescue, to recover, to repossess, to retrieve, to repurchase, to reclaim, to discharge, to set free, to save, to deliver. 
Ah, okay, all this one, one word. Praise the Lord. So, Adam and Eve made a mistake that sold us off. So, since the mistake of Adam and Eve, Jesus, or bless, bless the God, the Godhead has been looking for a solution. So, we saw the Torah. This about 660 laws that the Lord gave to Moses. He still couldn't resolve what Adam and Eve did. Praise the Lord. So Jesus' death was God's plan to retrieve every man from death and destruction. Now if that is the plan, I need to find myself in that plan. Hello? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 52 verse 3. For thus saith the Lord, ye have sold yourself for naught, but you shall be redeemed without money. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 11. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. So the thing that keeps man in sin is stronger than him. Praise the Lord. Is that the things I want to do? I find myself not doing it. And the things that I will do or should do, I find myself incapacitated. Praise the Lord. My prayer today is very simple. That grace to embrace the redemption story shall be our portion in the name of Jesus. Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Be made a cause for us, for it is risen cause is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. I'm reading Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So, there is Jesus' death is the root to redemption. So, the sinner man is under pressure. Hello? Look up here. The sinner man is under pressure. The things he's contending with is more powerful than him. We need to understand that. And then align with heaven. So what is the strategy to bring him out? To retrieve. To rescue. We are on a rescue mission. Amen? That's why every time a sinner comes to the Lord, you see a miracle happen almost immediately. Am I correct? Because we are on a rescue mission. Praise the Lord. My father in the Lord was sharing with us a few weeks ago. I was following him in Nigeria. And then he was saying, we went for an outreach. I'm talking about Bishop Oedipo. And he said, I, we went for an outreach and one man under the gutter under the bridge, was about to commit suicide. And as we stepped in, you know, Jesus loves you too. 
And the man looked at He said he looked at us. He looked at us and said, Jesus. Jesus still loves me with all the things that I've done. Sir, can you tell me a little bit more about this Jesus? Oh, why not? And he sat down and said, we shared with them. And that man gave him his life to Christ that day. Amen. And came to church the following Sunday. The following week, the reason he wanted to commit suicide cleared off. So what if these men of God did not go to proclaim Jesus? What is our reason for doing what we are doing? Is it the love of God in our heart? Are we interested in rescuing destinies from hell? Are we interested? Are we interested? Are we sure? Amen? This is still the year of harvest. So what is your strategy in this year of harvest? What is your own personal commitment in this year of harvest? Amen? And quite a lot of people have shared personal testimonies with us of how they rescued people that were about to commit suicide just by saying, you know, Jesus loves you too. Redemption is about the rescue of men. Hallelujah. We shall be rescued. That amen does not sound like you believe. In the name of Jesus. Now, what is in the death of Christ? Number two, reconciliation. Reconciliation. Colossians 1.20 And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. We have received a ministry of reconciliation. All have sinned and fallen short. God cannot behold sin. So there is demarcation. Jesus died to remove that demarcation. To reconcile means to bring two people that are fighting. Am I correct? (laughs) Can you imagine yourself fighting God? Can you imagine me and you as an enemy of God? So can you imagine the blood of Jesus that brought you out of enmity into friendship? And the multitudes that are still in enmity. If you come out of this service without this thing touching you, there is a problem. Praise the Lord. That Jesus died and shed his blood so that the enmity between us and God can be removed. Finally. So that we can enjoy the blessings that God has packaged for us. And we are not interested that others come to that same grace. There's a problem. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. May God give us understanding. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Let's open that quickly. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. And all things are of God. 
who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Through Jesus, we are no longer enemies. We go. Amen. Now you go and share that with somebody. He looks at you and says, what is this man talking about? And then you sit down. And then you begin to explain. You know, Adam and Eve did this. This is why we are here. Jesus came and brought me out. And Jesus wants to do the same for you. Praise the Lord. My, my assignment here today is to steer something in you that will cause you to go out there and join the harvest. Praise the Lord. That's my assignment. My assignment is not to tell you about um, Jesus said to Mary, look at your son. <laughs> Doesn't Mary know his son? No, that's not my assignment today. We have heard that one many years. Let's hear this one, which matters to our destiny, and go and do what God asks us to do. Praise the Lord. Amen? It is only the laborers that are entitled to wages. If you are not laboring in the kingdom, you are not entitled to anything. I say it with confidence. If you get anything, you are just like the Sarah Phoenician woman that got crumbs. How far will you go with crumbs from the table? Hello? <laughs> How far can you and me go with crops from the table? How far can we go? Is that even dogs eat crops from the table. I'm not a dog. I'm a son. I'm not a bastard. I'm a son. I refuse crops. Jesus, engrace me to partner with you in this service. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glad to see our pastor from Saudi Arabia. We had a testimony from Canaan land of one brother that sat there in Saudi Arabia and the only thing he was doing was praying for souls. Lord, save these people. These people, save them. Save them. Save them. Save them. God moved him from there. Moved. Changed his level. Only God knows by how many levels. The only thing he was doing was praying. And we are here. Holding our arms, you know, we are in Muscat, he's so mad. You know, if you preach, you can go to jail. Praise God. So be careful, be careful so they don't catch you. It's okay. You can pray. Pray in your house. Let Jesus do the rest. But pray. Be doing something. Praise the Lord. Only the laborer is entitled to wages. If you are not laboring in this kingdom, you know, the Bible says, a son that will not walk in harvest will soon bring shame to his family. Praise the Lord. It's our year of harvest. Maybe I'm a bit hard today, but it's harvest. What to do? Praise God. <laughs> Verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. 
as though God did besiege you by us. We pray you, in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. It's not safe to be an enemy of Christ. It's not safe. That's why, until you are saved, you are not safe. So Jesus died to reconcile us to God. To remove the enmity between us and God. So we are no longer fighting. The blood of Jesus, which was shed at his death, has removed the fight. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are now brothers. We are now co-heirs. Joint heirs. And that's the same grace that every unbeliever has. If only we will partner. Praise the Lord. So, no more enmity. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, we who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. We are no longer far away. We are now closer. We can now enjoy the best of God. Sister Atim was showing us last week, all the, all the people from East Africa and all that, that God had given them privilege to go and preach the gospel. But she said something that touched my heart. She said, they also have a right to hear the gospel. They also have a right to go to heaven. Amen? That unbeliever, we are quick. To condemn also has a right to go to heaven. What will you do about it? What will I do about it? Will you pray? Will you pray for them? Amen? Will you pray that, oh God, let the wind of revival blow across the GCC and let everything hindering the gospel crash? Will you pray? Lord, let the wind of revival touch our prime minister in India, that he will suddenly turn and give his life to Christ. We you pray, Lord, let this our president, that seem hell-bent to ruin this country, have an encounter with the blood of Jesus, so that he will turn. He also has a right to make heaven. Praise the Lord. We have received the ministry of reconciliation. That's what the transition of Christ has done. May we not miss it in Jesus' name. Number three. We have entered into a covenant. A covenant. A covenant. That forbids some things from happening. I like to I like to pray here for some of us. Amen. We have entered into a covenant that forbids spiritual robbery of our virtues. That forbids stagnation and frustration in our lives. That forbids afflictions of any kind. Now you see, that's why we can pray for Eliana 
And in 24 hours, she was discharged from that hospital. Because we have entered through the blood of Jesus into a covenant that forbids some of these things from happening. Man, those guys out there have a right to hear it. Why, am I, why do I keep linking this message to them? Because that is the reason we gather in church. The reason we gather in church is not to collect blessing, blessing, blessing. It's to learn how to partner with God to save destinies. Are you here? Are you here? Let's say, Lord, give me car, give me wife, give me... Somebody's even asking for another wife. Huh? A believer. Because this one you gave me is now behaving like a witch. Lord, remove her. <laughs> Praise God. We are not in church to learn how to collect and collect and collect and collect. You will soon die of collecting. We are in church to learn how to save destinies. We are on a rescue mission. That's why Jesus died. I hope it is clear. Did I make some sense today? So, walk out of this service today, Numa. Renewed in your mind. That I need to find my place in this covenant. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There are days I come into the church, my head is pounding. My body is shaking. Everywhere, as if I'm going to fall apart. I keep saying to Jesus, it's not part of the covenant. <laughs> it's not part of the covenant. It's not part of the covenant. All those days we were looking for a child. I keep telling Jesus, it's not part of the covenant. It's not part of the covenant. And when he showed up, barrenness cleared off. I pray for you, this week, God will show up. And barrenness will clear up. It's not part of the covenant. Rise up from here and rise up against it. Amen? It's not part of the covenant. But to give up and say, you know, okay, I'm born again. I say, okay, whatever happens, happens. In the kingdom, no. It's not whatever happens, happens. No, no. It's what we make happen that happens. The enmity between us and God has been removed. By the blood of Jesus. We now have a right to the commonwealth of Israel. We now have a right to restoration. We now have a right to healing, health and wholeness. We now have a right to fruitfulness. We now have a right to enjoy the blessing of the Lord. That maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. Stretch forth your hand to the altar. Masto katagarado, liaka satego, reshatandele, rupra kasakatale, roshakatalagarado, liaka sataga, akosia, liaka talagabashantelegede, rokopakata, nia sotaga. Because the wall of partition has been removed by the blood of Jesus. Whatever has limited you, whatever has hindered you, whatever has prevented you from taking over that which belongs to you, I decree today that hindrance is leveled in the name of Jesus. 
Receive what belongs to you. Receive what belongs to you. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Church, let's stand as we end the service. And let's remember everything that we have heard over the last 30 minutes or 40 minutes or so. It is finished, is what Jesus Christ said. And he gave up his spirit. But remember, God has a purpose in everything he does. God has a purpose in everything he does. Jesus came with a purpose. And he accomplished what he came to do. The Holy Spirit has come with a purpose and is accomplishing what he has been sent to accomplish. You are purposed to accomplish something. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? There is a dying world out there. Are you doing what you have to do? Let's just take a moment to thank God. We have experienced life, but there are people out there dying. You and I have been called to go out. You and I have been purposed to go out. Heaven needs to be full of people, not hell. But if we are not doing what we should be doing, we are answerable. We are answerable. Church, this is serious. When Jesus died, it was serious business. He was not playing the fool. He was not playing games. And he does not expect you and me to play games. This is serious business. And our pastor has just put it across so beautifully to us this day. Talk to God. Where do we have to make changes? Where do I have to make a change? I don't need the church to push me. I don't need to be in the outreach ministry to go out there. Christ's commission is go. And today we have been purposed. Church, talk to God. Talk to this God of love. This God of compassion, the God of compassion who had compassion on you, has the same compassion on the man out there. The God of compassion who loves you, loves the man out there. Talk to this God. Remember, this is our year of harvest. Thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that you have reminded us once again, Lord Father, and put a reason for our being here, Lord Father. That you have reminded us of the purpose for which you have called us, Lord Father. It's not to come Friday after Friday just to listen to your word, Lord Father. But it is for us to go and do, Lord Father. Father, we thank you, Lord Father, for our pastor through whom you brought this word, Lord. And you put it into our heart, Lord Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, that this will be a rallying cry for the whole church, Lord Father. That as a church and as individuals... 
we will dedicate to do what we have been purposed to do, Lord Father. Father, we thank you, we praise you. We give all glory to you, Lord. Be with us, Lord, as we depart from this place. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to speak to us, Lord Father. That your words will ring true in our hearts, Lord Father. We give all glory to you. We pray, Lord, that your blessings be with our pastor and his family, Lord Father. That you will continue to anoint him powerfully, Lord. That he will bring words of wisdom unto us, Lord. All glory be yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.